Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning, London time, on Tuesday the 24th of October. The data calendar today is littered with a mass of business sentiment opinion polls. In the modern world of soundbite economics, where sensationalism dominates, these get more attention than they really deserve. Thus, the media has reported US manufacturing recovering after a slump this year. What they mean is that the reported sentiment of the manufacturing ISM has recovered after a slump in sentiment. There was no slump in manufacturing output, and thus no subsequent recovery. In fact, US manufacturing output has been remarkably dull all year, so the reality is not reported in favour of the sensational but meaningless swings in sentiment. It's a similar story in Germany, where the Purchasing Managers Index of Manufacturing Sentiment points to abysmal pessimism. But manufacturing sales have actually just been okay. We get some indicators of the dangers of looking at sentiment data with today's release of Korean and Taiwanese trade numbers. These trade numbers are useful because as they are related to customs taxes, which governments take care should be accurate, they tend to be a pretty reliable indicator of what's actually happening. Korea showed a modest increase in exports in the first 20 days of October, while Taiwan had flat to slightly lower exports. The thing is, the export orders of the sentiment PMIs suggested exactly the reverse of this. What the real-world data is suggesting is that Asian exports seem to be in the early stages of stabilising. There are two possible explanations here. Either more stability in goods demand from global consumers, or an adjustment of supply chains that favours Korea and Taiwan at the expense of other countries. There is evidence of China's demand for Korean product in particular improving, while recent firm-level research by the Bank for International Settlements has also suggested that there are changing trade patterns in the Asian region. Another survey due today is the Euro Area Bank Lending Survey. This is, of course, different from sentiment surveys. The questions are being asked by a regulator here, and banks are more likely to answer the questions seriously, using hard data to back up their answers. This is something to monitor as the slowing of credit growth has been a focus for future euro area economic performance. The increase in interest rates in Europe matters to European corporates, of course, as they tend to be more dependent upon bank finance. The UK has released delayed labour market data. Falling survey response rates has meant that there were serious concerns about the old data's quality. New experimental methods using big data are now being used and suggest largely stable employment levels in September. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. 
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.